Hola, it's Guy Pacha with the Weekly Paling Report, and this is for December 1st of the great year 2021, a year of change and transition. And it's been a while since we've been out here in the cosmos. I just need to kind of show you a little bit about what's going on here when I speak of these different things that are happening. Now, when I say that the moon is conjunct Mars, okay, you see here this lineup. If we just go a little farther, oh, 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 boom. Now the moon, right? Earth, moon, Mars is conjunct. That's a conjunction when those two are lined up. And then what's coming a little farther, let's turn this around. Well, you can see that we have a Sun Mercury conjunction going on right now it's like yes the sun is completely in the way <laughs> we cannot see mercury <laughs> that's a sun mercury conjunction and then if we go a little farther boom what do we have especially right now i'm trying to get it in exactly the right place right we have a solar eclipse a solar eclipse coming you can't even see the moon, right? There she is. See her right there. There's our moon. So Earth, it's a new moon, only it's right in alignment with the uh, with the ecliptic. So it's it's crossing over the ecliptic at the same time. So it is, that's what makes an eclipse. Okay. So, and you can see Mars is not that far away. We just had that, you know, that Sun-Mars conjunction. And what I really want to show you uh, very much so uh, here now is this Venus. Now, Venus-Pluto are in alignment. Okay. And this alignment is going on for months and if we count just the next three degrees, if we give Venus with is, is within three degrees of Pluto from now, really, until January 1st, and I'll show you why that is, is because the Earth is traveling along right along with Venus, right? Here we go. And if we, and if we line them up, look at, look at this alignment here. Here's the Earth traveling along with Pluto, and well, I mean traveling along with Venus, right in alignment with Pluto, going on and on and on and on. Now, we're going to also see that Venus is going to go retrograde, because like right here, here you'll be able to see. Watch this line, because if you draw a line between the Earth and Venus, you're going to see that that line is going to start going backwards through, right? Now, since we're, well, it's so, it's so passing, but let's see, as we come around, now there, okay, I, I, I did it too soon. Watch, here we go. See, how, line between Earth and Venus going backwards, going backwards, going backwards, going backwards. And this is like what's really gonna blow your mind. Watch what happens here.
<laughs> the Earth comes around, and this is not until March, okay? But, you know, so Venus is still, right? If you draw this line between Earth and Venus, it's still going to be, you know, Venus is still moving through Capricorn. I mean, Venus is in Capricorn, uh, you know, uh, un until I think it's what? Well, it is until March because look what happens here. We come up. We come up. And can you see Mars coming around? Mars comes around. Oh, poor Dios. Look at this. What is that? It is an exact Earth, Venus, Mars conjunction. They are at exactly 27 degrees, okay, on March 2nd of 2022. Still in Capricorn. Venus is all this time going retrograde right on through the sign of Capricorn, conjunct you know, it goes up and it conjuncts Pluto, then it goes back away from Pluto, back to 11 degrees, then it comes back forward and hits Pluto with Mars. Is this not amazing? <laughs> so, you know, this is what's, you know, this is what's really, you know, going on for, you know, um, let's, let's uh, shrink things in here a little bit. What else did I want to show you? Uh, we've got... How can I do this? Well, I have to go back to where we are now. Let's uh, let's get back to, I'm still at January 17th. Let me get back here to December. December, come on, come on. Is this not the coolest program? Solar System Scope is the name of this program. Okay, and what we've got now coming up is, as you can see, let's hopefully, we've got to shrink it a little bit here in order to, well, I'd like to, oh, my goodness. Okay, there. Yeah. Not so easy to see, is it? Well, if you draw... It's Mercury square Neptune. So what you have to do is you draw a line from Neptune to the Earth, and then it's a 90-degree cut out to Mercury by the time we get here to, you know. Um, so that is Mercury square Neptune. Then we have, can you also see this, Mars square Jupiter. Here, this this is a little more obvious, right? Can you see, you draw a line here, boom, down to Earth, square over to Mars. See how that's going on? So that is Mars square Jupiter. These are all geometrical, uh, you know, configurations, uh, uh, you know, of the you know, based on this whole solar system. And, of course, the starry background gives us the whole orientation of these different aspects. So there you have it. We have, you know, we have the eclipse coming. 
we have uh and of course the other thing that that is, does doesn't show up on here is black moon lilith what we have is uh black moon lilith is you know uh, she holds the earth it is a gravitational point that holds the moon in her orbit okay so she is in opposition to this eclipse so we've got uh, Lilith over here. You can't see her. She has no physical mass. But Black Moon Lilith is opposite the moon and the sun. The Earth is right in between, okay? This gravitational uh, pull holding the moon in her orbit in opposition to the moon herself and the sun. And, of course, Mercury. Let's... There's Mercury hiding back there <laughs> behind the sun. <laughs> no wonder you can't think straight. <laughs> the sun is blocking out Mercury. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me look at the camera and talk more about it. Okay. Well, whoosh. It took me an hour to hike down here. It's probably going to take me two hours to hike back up. So I'm just going to sit here and relax, talk at you for God knows how long. There is so much to say, more than I could possibly cover in a single little Pele report. I, I want to do more. I am going to uh, post a little meditation on, uh, on the eclipse itself on Friday, uh, for those interested. But... Yes, the solar eclipse in Sagittarius. The moon blocking out the rays from the sun. You know, breaking the auric field, the shield. That sun is our protector. I mean, there's a lot of glare right now. I can't even see <laughs> what this video looks like. But that sun is warm and beautiful and powerful today. Ow! Amazing times, amazing times. So the 13th degree of Sagittarius, again, I have to read you the Sabian symbol because this is very powerful. Uh, not only is this dealing with a kind of a, a karmic time period, this degree, but it is a south node eclipse. And the south node of the moon we know is K2. It has to do with the past, with our karma, with what we're bringing in, with what has happened before. And if you don't like the word karma, you know, some light workers, oh, there's no such thing as karma, whatever. Consequences. You don't brush your teeth, they rot. You don't eat, you starve. Is it karma? Just call it consequences. <laughs> there's things we do, and there's things we do right and well, and they progress us and evolve us like our mantra today and there are things that we mistake we err we mess up and we got to go back maybe you had to repeat seventh grade i don't know you know it's so you know if you, if you mess it up you plant your seeds you know in the wrong place you don't grow any food maybe you got to go back there and replant Whatever. But whenever we're in this this cyclic unfolding, this cyclic evolution, 
we have these time periods and there's a there's a good time and a good space for everything you plant your seeds in winter it's the wrong time you plant your seeds in the fall it's the wrong time right so there's a time and a season for everything so it's not only you know doing the right thing it's also doing it at the right time time and place time and space Saturn ruler of Capricorn Venus conjunct Pluto in Capricorn Pluto in Capricorn from 2008 to 2024 transforming evolving the forms and structures I'm gonna to read to you about Capricorn I got to it's it's too good for you but I want to start out okay with the Sabian symbol you guys know it if you've been watching the, the Pele report from before uh, again it's available on my website under the resources tab uh, you know the PDF downloadable Sagittarius 13 degrees a widow's past is brought to light the karma of past actions as it affects opportunities presented by a new cycle. I mean, I've been saying this for years. <laughs> the end of patriarchy, new paradigm astrology. We're starting a new age, the age of Aquarius. A new cycle is beginning. But the karma of past actions affects the opportunities presented by the new paradigm. What the widow's past is remains obscure. But the point is that even as a past cycle is closed, a phase of married life ends, the karma of whatever deeds or misdeeds this cycle witnessed will almost inevitably intrude into the new life period. Also, once a cycle of activity is concluded, much that was unclear or unconsciously motivated in the events it witnessed can now more easily come to the clear consciousness of the mind. I could repeat that. It has to do with reflection. I'm going to come back to reflection, a Capricorn-Saturn principle. Reflection on the clear consciousness. We see things that we didn't see maybe before when we were in the midst of doing them. <laughs> yeah. It is possible to joyously herald the dawn from high above the actual stresses of existence which is the preceding symbol, Sagittarius 12 degrees. But the new day may be found loaded and darkened by the unfinished business of many a yesterday. We are the widow because our soon-to-be-concluded Piscean age has buried most of the ideals it once revered and proclaimed. Yet the new age 
will have to deal with many oppressive ghosts. This is a symbol of retribution. What are we dealing with? Some of you that have been following me and listening to some of my things on YouTube and off YouTube, maybe you're in my school of astrology, but you know, we are dealing with totalitarianism. We are dealing with a power grab to completely control, dominate, and enrich themselves off of the works of the many, the few, the elite, the shadow of Aquarius. I always thought that after, you know, Hitler and, and the World War, we would have learned our lesson about propaganda, about media, about politics and politicians, about money and bankers and power and, uh, you know, and, and greed and conquest and hoarding and, and selfishness. This is just like the illusions of Pisces. And what's happening now? They, we are getting revisited by this same kind of, whether it's the Romans from thousands years ago, okay, or more recent, you know, patriarchal domination and power grabbing has been the shadow for a long time. And that is feeding what I'm bringing forward as the uh, mantra for this week. And this week, can, you know, this solar eclipse sets the tone for the next six months. Venus is in Capricorn for four months. So let's look at Capricorn a little more closely. Like I said, you know, Pluto, okay, Pluto is in there for 14 years. Okay, you know, Venus is coming around for four months. It's going to be joined. Mars is going to enter. The sun will enter. Mercury will enter. We're all in this very powerful, powerful Capricorn time. We know that the Pluto polarity point is cancer. That is our evolutionary journey of, uh, you know, of, of moving towards and evolving. So, you know, Pluto is our past, like the south node of the moon, the theme and the plot of the past. And so we are, you know, we are revisiting. And some of what was unconscious, the karma and the actions are presenting us with consequences. And these consequences, you know, have a lot to do with our social forms, our social structure, our culture, or lack of culture, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Our social structures, our socio-political, religious, economic structures. This is Capricorn. This is Saturn. I want to read to you from Jeffrey Wolf Green. He's my teacher, the founder of evolutionary astrology, and we, you know, looked into you know his Pluto, evolution of the soul, volume two. Let me just read you a little bit. It was so funny because I went to just you know like check up on some of this stuff. And look, at I'm getting messages on my phone. I have it in airplane mode, and I'm still getting like, you know, the me media is intrude. Technology is intruding upon <laughs> our 
personal space, right? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the page came out. This this page, I've gone through this book so many times, the pages are falling out. This page fell in my lap, man. <laughs> it's so great. And it talks about Capricorn as being the principle and organization of time and space. It is the archetype, yeah? It correlates to the phenomena of finitude, finitude, or mortality, and to the nature of how collectives of people organize themselves into structured groups or societies. With consensus formed, man-made laws, regulations, norms, taboos, and customs. This in turn creates social expectations of how people should integrate and conduct themselves within the group or society. In parentheses, the expectation to conform, which in turn becomes the basis of social judgments. And when the expectation to conform to what the consensus expects does not occur, this becomes the basis of guilt. Capricorn, Saturn, is this function of guilt, the archetype of guilt, out of not conforming to a consensus, a group of man-made laws. Let me go on. In addition, Capricorn correlates to the structure and nature of consciousness in human form, to the nature of structure in any form, and to the use of form, information. <laughs> yeah. It also points to the need to change the nature of structural form when that form has become counterproductive to necessary change. That is, when it has served its use and become crystallized. In psychological terms, Capricorn correlates to the function of conscious reflection, which allows for a simultaneous awareness of the overall state of our beingness and what we need to change inwardly and outwardly in order to grow. Because of Capricorn's correlation to time and space, finitude and mortality, it also correlates to psychological, emotional maturation aging, defining the focus of our life via goals and ambitions, and the self-determination, self-determination that this requires. Negatively speaking, this can produce the psychology of futility, pessimism, fatalism, and self-defeat. These may be some of the issues that we are now confronting 
in our evolutionary journey right now. The powerful state, the external authorities, making laws, mandates, lockdowns, restrictions, government overreach, creating a sense then of guilt if we do not conform, if we do not follow the old patriarchal hand-me-down crystallized laws, rules, and mandates that are actually serving a power other than the evolutionary needs of humanity and the individuals that comprise society. So, that brings me around to <laughs> not only the mantra, but also the theme that I would really like to bring forward for this eclipse at this time where I am announcing the release of my new book, <laughs> What is Love? And this song for this week is All You Need Is Love. Nothing you can do that can't be done. There is nothing you can do that can't be done. There is no song that cannot be sung. This is the power of love, the power of intuition, the knowingness of the heart-mind connecting the heart-mind. So I wrote this book. I'm going to uh, tell you about it in the end, but you know, it's going around through each one of the 12 archetypes and each one of the 12 archetypes giving input as to what is love. And love is the ultimate power. Love is the ultimate union that conquers separation and judgment and brings us, ushers us into this age of Aquarius, which is this age of unity and diversity, this age of enlightenment. We are emerging out of the Kali Yuga, the age of darkness, and we are emerging into the age of light. And one thing that we need to carry within us, one thing we need to pay attention to, one thing we need to follow and understand is that we are individuals that are unique expressions of source. Creator witnessing itself in eight billion different forms, structures, egos, identities. So this path of the Pluto polarity point in Cancer is to come home come home to where I am, my feelings, my emotions, my water. So beautiful. The moon's nodes, the moon blocking out the sun. <laughs> like, <coughs> get a taste of those emotions, baby. You may be feeling them. 
and I hope it's not futility and defeatism, but understanding that the darkest night is just before the dawn, that every cloud has a silver lining, that the dawn comes after the darkness. But there is a phase, and the phase that we're in right now with Venus and Capricorn is we need to reflect. And things are being brought up in the collective consciousness with Jupiter and Saturn, Mars squaring Jupiter, right? And even Mercury squaring Neptune, the collective unconscious, bubbling up, boiling up, overflowing into our consciousness for us to witness what have we done to create collectively what we are experiencing collectively and what is the way forward what is the way out I'm saying that the way forward the way out the evolutionary soul path is the intuition Sagittarius Sagittarius Jupiter right brain intuition knowing trusting believing I am one with source I am a ray of light from the Sun the source of light it's in me I'm an agent of light on this planet and trusting my heart space when you flip on a video when you flip on a station when you read an article sense sense with all of your being Get the, you know, the sound of the voice, the, the, the body gestures, the, you know, just the energy, the aura of that, you know, of that individual. Check it out and trust. Your body's, your intuition is giving you signals. This one is nuts. This one is crazy. This is just, you know, a charade. This is misinformation. I, I just sense it. I smell a fish. Something smells fishy here, right? I, it's like we gotta, we gotta build, develop that muscle of intuition that we know what we know. We know truth. We sense truth and beauty and justice and what is fair, what is equitable. We know this. We don't need to be told. We don't need mandates and dogmas and programs and cut it out. If anything, it's education. We need education. We need better education in a lot of the countries, a lot of the schools that I've witnessed. That's one of the first things they tried to wipe out for the last 50 years is destroy the schools so we have a dumb population that doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> so they'll believe whatever we tell them. Oh my God, I'm watching this movie, The Brave New World. It was made in like 1980 off of the book by Algis Huxley. You gotta check it out, man. The Brave New World, it's on YouTube. Oh my word. <laughs> They've got alphas and betas and deltas. And <laughs> Wow, the guy was a prophet. Anyway, 
the mantra for today. Life is feeding me misinformation so that I develop my intuition to separate truth from illusion as the next phase of my evolution. Or should it be for? For the next phase? That's as the next phase of my evolution. It's like, this is a test, this is only a test. This is a phase, this is only a phase. This is moving, this is waking up. This is coming into the need to trust ourselves, to be more sovereign, more autonomous, so we go forward and create an age of Aquarius that is diverse. It's not homogenous. <laughs> We're not carbon copies. We're not cookie stamp, you know, uh, everybody the same, 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 walking the same, looking the same, wearing the same muzzle, <laughs> whatever, you know. It's like, no, 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 no. Diversity. Just like the flora and the fauna. Look at nature so diverse. There's power and strength. We build our immune system through diversity. That's why they don't, uh, you know, that's why it's always been taboo to sleep with family members, right? You know, it's like, no, we, you know, don't, you know, we need to diverse, we need to integrate, we need to spread out our, you know, our seed and, and really spread out and, and gather in and we grow stronger by facing, by eating, by dealing, by exposing ourselves. Expose yourself to different viruses. You know, there's 10 to the 13th viruses on this planet. The idea that we're going to live separate, or we're gonna like isolate and, you know, inoculate and, and protect ourselves from 10 to the 13, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, cut it out, man. Viruses are essential to the evolution of the species. Like, oing. Anyway. <laughs> Ow! Frickin' A, baby. Well, yeah. Check out my book. I'm gonna do a meditation on Friday. I got my school going on. I'm, I'm going uh, through all about the planets with my students on Sundays, and I wish you the best during these times. I know it's it's a it's a challenge. You know, I've been out there and I've been on the road and I've been seeing people, you know, all over the place, and you know, really uh, feeling the energy of these times. So hang in there. Be a beacon. Be a beacon. All you need is love. And maybe you need to repeat that over a million times. <laughs> yeah. One more time for the mantra. We'll wrap it up, yeah? Life is feeding me misinformation so that I develop my intuition to separate truth from illusion as the next phase of my evolution. Go for it. Do it, baby. Namaste. Aloha. So much love. Ow!
Okay, this is it. I got the book. It just came in the mail. What is love? It's an astrological adventure by Kaipacha. <laughs> Illustrated by Daisy Moon. The amazing Daisy Moon. And let's see what uh, let's see what this book is about. Well, first we have what is love? In the beginning, there arose within them the same question at the same time. What is love? No sooner had it arisen than a loud voice rang. You will find your answer in the realm of the ram. So off they went on their journey, not knowing what it would take, where it might lead. Or what was at stake? Here they are, do 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 do, in their little moon boat. There they are. Now they're going to turn around, I think. Right? Ah, there they are, star and moon. So, as they approached Aries, the horned ram of the sky, his powerful presence brought fear to their eyes. Look at Aries. And they asked him, what is love? And so Aries goes into it and he tells them. But watch out for one day it may come and then go vanishing out of sight. Because when it comes to love, there is more to say. To the starry bull, you must find your way. <laughs> I love these guys. <laughs> and off they go. So off they went on their mighty quest. And now Taurus the bull was magnificent indeed, surrounded by luxury beyond belief. Look at Taurus. Look at Taurus the bull. Cut it out. He's too cool. Too amazing. What do you think about that? And then, after Taurus comes, you know... If you know astrology, it's the little Gemini twins. <laughs> and, the, and, of course, the twins say that love is change. It comes and goes. It's never the same. You can't define it, box it, or predict. It's as smooth as silk, but can sting like a whip. That's what Gemini thinks of love. But he sends them on to the crab, the little bull. I mean, the little crab. And it goes on. All through, all 12, there's Leo, there's Virgo. They keep going on. Look at Libra. Amazing. This is the kind of book that you will treasure for lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. <laughs> and of course, the grand finale is Pisces. Pisces the fish. Swimming around in a beautiful dream. Yes, indeed. And Pisces really lays it out for him. I don't want to give away the ending. I don't want to give away the ending. But it is really. And the end is only the beginning. So, <laughs> whether you are a child, a baby, having a baby, or you're just one big baby. We've all got a big baby in us. 
This is a book for children of all ages. <laughs> Namaste. Merry Christmas. <laughs>